Hey everyone, I'm Brenda and I'm Julia and you're listening to Roaring 20s podcast. Your 20s are known as both the most exciting and most confusing years of your life. We're here to share our stories, to have real and raw conversations, and best of all, to make you feel a little less alone. This podcast was brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Hello. Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> because I almost said the wrong thing. I was just saying hello. What? Welcome back, everyone. Happy Monday. What? Wait, I'm very confused. What were you going to say? I think I was going to repeat what you said. <laughs> Brenda's out of it. She's not feeling so great. I'm fine. I'm fine. Not feeling so hot. So sorry about that. Okay, we're here. We're doing it. It's fine. It's a little. It's a little rainy and dark outside, but we're we're getting it together. We are. I know it was like super dark so early. I know. I said four o'clock bedtime. Actually, though, pajama time. Tea time. Pajama time. Time to put on my candle. But alas, we need to do things. We need to be. We productive. have to do things. We have to be Absolutely. productive humans. That's what we are. We honestly are pretty fucking productive. Depends on the day. Depends on. That's true. That is true. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway, we're back. I feel like we haven't recorded in a long time, so I'm feeling happy and excited to be with my pal Brenda, who I haven't seen in over a week. I think that we're still continuing on the theme that Brenda and I are no longer friends. Right. It's really sad because we love our friendship in this podcast, but we are just taking a hiatus. <laughs> a hiatus from our friendship. A brief touch in to do a podcast and then maybe a brief touch in to celebrate some sort of event. And that's it. That's it. That's what we one person's on vacation and then the other person's on vacation. I know. And I think we're both away the same week in July. So that'll I love be that for us. I honestly love, I that, love for that for our friendship. We deserve travel and we do. Happiness. We do. <laughs> we do. No, but really for any like Brenda and Julia super fans, don't worry. Everything's good. <laughs> we're not in a fight. We're not in a fight. We love each other. Because people um, really we're gonna have a pool that. party this weekend. So cool. we are. We're gonna we're gonna rekindle our flame at a pool party this Sunday. It's the perfect time. <laughs> it's the perfect time. Speaking of pools, speaking of flames, speaking of vacations, perhaps. I don't know. Um, we're back on our Hot Girl Summer series. Um, we're calling this that for part two today, which will be talking about social anxiety post-Q and doing things maybe outside of our comfort zone. So exciting. We're going to continue this hot girl summer series for a couple weeks probably because there's just like so much to talk about and totally I think people liked the body one I think so too yeah I mean I think there's just so much to say on the topic so so much and maybe we'll revisit it maybe we'll even revisit that but yeah hope you guys are on the hot girl summer series ride with us so that will be today's topic but before we get into that it is time oh Pride and pickle! Wow, missed that. <laughs> My pride this week is that I, as many of you know, went on vacation last week and it was so nice to just like get away from my normal routine um, and just like be in a different environment. I think so many people are craving that, missing that, mm. wanting mm. that. 
especially after a year post COVID. Mm -hmm. So I feel super lucky to have had the opportunity to do that. Super grateful that like I have the ability to get the time off of work and stuff because I know that's not the case for everyone. And it was just like, I really, it was the first trip in my life where I really felt like the most confident, happy, fulfilled, present version of myself. And um, felt just like really right in my relationship that I've felt before, luckily, but it just felt extra right being that I feel like I was able to show up as the best me and in turn be the best girlfriend, friend, whoever, um, to people around me. So that was really cool. Mm-hmm. And the next thing for my pickle, I, maybe this is something that people in their twenties can relate to. I feel like in some ways with my relationship with Chris, it's so good. It's so right. It's so real. And in a lot of ways, I like am in this in-between zone where I'm like, okay, I really want to move in together, but I also like don't have the money and don't know how that would work out. And like, what's the right financial decision? And also I like obviously love my parents and like all those questions coming into play. Um, So I think it's, yeah, I think it it comes in with a few things like financial struggles, being in your 20s um, or uncertainties, also like making the right decision at the right time for you. And then also just like, I guess navigating, I guess like navigating those decisions in general because they are like real adult decisions and the difficulties between that and being apart from someone you love. We don't live far. We're very lucky. It's not long distance in the fucking slightest. Um, But just because our schedules are opposite when we're in each other's company, I just like, I don't know. I'm, I'm tired of not being able to have him at my disposal all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that totally makes sense. Yeah. That's all together forever. We have. Yeah. And I think that that's part of it too, is we both feel this like, like, I don't know how to describe it. Like this, like what's next, like wanting to feel something different because although our relationship gets better and better, um, I feel like people throughout their relationships, there are these like milestones, I guess, to an extent where it's like, you're kind of, I feel like once people getting move in together and then get engaged and then get married and then um, I don't know, have a kid, like there are these like little things that are set up for you. And we kind of have to keep creating these new things. Yeah. You know, so it's really interesting. Totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I understand you guys wanting, you know, craving a next step. You've been doing this one thing for so long and it is so stable and so good that why not? Totally. Yeah. But what about you, Ju? What's up with you, doll? Well, my pride is a very good one um, in that I am stepping up my astrologer game because um, I got this book. It's called You Were Born for This. Um, it's by Chani Nicholas, who is my favorite astrologer. Number one, I love the title. You were born for this. Like gorgeous. Of course I was. Love it. And also, so I'm just like really, really delving into the astrology game. And this book is fucking incredible. If anyone is interested in an astrology, you should absolutely get it. It's so well written. It's so informative. And it's like teaching you like how to read charts actually. So like now I just, uh, now like I won't just like regurgitate what people say. I will actually like understand it better. So I'm very excited to continue down this astrology journey that like who knew I was going down. And speaking like, you know, it's just like one of those things that's like, I didn't choose to go down this path. This path chose me. Holy shit, you guys, she is so passionate. I'm so passionate about this, but really like I didn't like choose one day to be like, I'm going to get into astrology. Like I want to make astrology my hobby. I just, it just like, it literally like bestowed itself to me. Don't you think? Damn. I do think and damn. 
just like I'm so excited for you. Who would have thunk? Yes. So become an astrology queen. Who knew? It literally chose me. It was my destiny. I was born for it. It says book. Well, no, this book does not say that I was born to be an astrologer, but um, it's really good. And also, I, you know how you're always confused about being Aquarius? Yes. So number one, the way that she describes Aquarius makes so much more sense for your personality and the other Aquarii in my life that I know. Um, it totally makes so much sense. And also, so I wrote down this one thing to share with you because ghost, I'm talking about astrology. Please be quiet. Um, <laughs> I wrote down this one thing to share with you because I thought that it would help it, things make sense. She said, well, that she talks a lot about all the, all the signs like sun, sun sign. Also your sun sign is just one little piece of your personality. Like your ascending is really important and your moon is really important and your Venus is really important as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so the sun sign, everyone puts the most prominence on that, but it's really just like one little part of the whole. But I thought that this would make sense to you. She said, sun in Aquarius means you shine by offering the group a logical, well thought out system structure or, or way of understanding the world. And I think that that really is what you do. I very much agree. I've never heard anyone say that about. Yeah. No, but it makes sense to what like Marin said to us too about the Aquarius being the architect. Yeah. And like that really makes sense. You shine by offering the group a logical, well thought out system, structure or way of understanding the world. That's like totally your calling. It totally is. Mm -hmm. Wow. It's funny how like thinking about literally just like shifting the way you think about something can not only have it make more sense but have you feel so much more connected to it right like with that phrase I would feel way more connected to my sign than like I have before no (laughs) when we're not on here I'll read to you some other stuff that she says about Aquarius because I think it will make a lot more sense to you um the way that she breaks it down but it is interesting of like how sometimes you can hear like the same thing over and over or, or similar things. And then sometimes you just need to hear something in a certain way for it to resonate. Yeah. Like, or something, or sometimes something will just be said a certain way. And you're like, Oh, like you, you perk up about it, even though you may have heard things like in that ether before. I don't know. I think that's really interesting. Also. So I want to tell, I'm so passionate about this. I wrote down um, two quotes from the book that I just thought that our audience would like. Yeah. One of them is that, which is like the whole kind of theme of the book, is that we are all charged with the task of becoming, Mm. which I just love because that's all based on your choices and like what version of you you want to become. And um, the other quote was, no wrong choices are made when you are willing to be a student of their outcome. Ooh. We love, we love. No, that is so, that, that it's so helpful. It's so powerful. And I think it just comes back to what we keep bringing up, like not only continuing to evolve, allowing yourself to evolve, allowing yourself to become whoever it is that you want to be, but also that like really there's a purpose behind everything and that there's no, we have so much pressure on failure and rejection, but that really there's no failure. There's only winning mm-hmm. or learning. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's just so fascinating. I think the more that we have conversations like this, the more people allow themselves to release the pressure a little bit, because I still, to this day, I'm sure you do too, we're human, right? Like think about pressures or failure or what certain things would say about me as a person or a worker or a girlfriend or a daughter. And it's just really fascinating that when we really do place our belief in the purpose behind something and try to 
you know, understand it. It, it changes so much. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things you have to revisit all the time because you can know it, but like still when something happens, when a roadblock happens, like our, our, react, our reaction is to feel sad, upset, angry, whatever it is. Yeah. But I think it's about reminding yourself that so that you don't sit in that. Mm-hmm. in that emotion whatever it is because we are human that's going to be your initial reaction but then we can then we have the choice of like knowing this knowledge and choosing to remind ourselves of that and believe that mm-hmm. or sitting in like a bad feeling totally yeah and I think that's something both you and I have really like mastered is not you know not ever having emotions or something because that would be oh, crazy. yeah but I think we've really mastered acknowledging when things are happening and asking for help and sharing. And like, I think it's a really big security blanket to an extent. Like for me, I feel so much safer a lot of the times because I now know that I more freely and openly share things that would once bring me a lot of shame and guilt. Mm. Um, And because of that, I feel safer in never being like in the dark about something, you know, like I feel like I share enough where there was a point where I kept things to myself because I was not fully, but more than I do now. Uh, Cause I was afraid of like putting, like declaring something a truth, like me saying I was struggling really meant I was struggling yeah. or saying, I don't even know, like about anything in my life that it like put it out into the universe that it was true and made it reality. Mm-hmm. And I hated that. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I just think we've really mastered being able to process what we're feeling and and asking for help when we need it, which has allowed us to not stay stuck in emotions for too long. Mm-hmm. That yeah. one's a different service, that is. Yeah, it's so true. It, it, it does feed into my pickle a little bit of that. I My negative self-talk has just been so bad lately, like, which is frustrating because I immediately recognize it now because we've trained ourselves to do that. Like when I'm talking negatively to myself, I recognize it right away and I automatically switch to affirmation because that's what I've trained myself to do. And I have affirmations that are the opposite of my negative self-talk, but it's just been frustrating that like, it keeps coming back. Like I'll have the negative thing and then I'll do the affirmation. Then I'll be like, okay, you're right, moving on. And then like a little later in the day, it'll come back and then it'll be the same cycle. So it's just like, I'm just being, I'm frustrated that it's not my, my um, affirmations are not lasting longer. Yeah. It's a practice. It is. And you're not alone in that. Like you're Mm -hmm. not alone in that at all. I, I feel like I'm trying to be extra intentional about sharing that just in the way that you are, because I'm in the same boat. Mm-hmm. but for different reasons. Um, and I'm sure so many people in our life are, and I'm sure something you're coming up against, same as myself, is like, what the fuck? Like, I thought we were past this. Not that these mm-hmm. things can't happen, but why do I need to ingrain this so deeply? Like, why are these thoughts even happening? Because even if they're rooted in some fear, you're probably like, I don't actually believe these things. Right. But I'm or giving- you just don't help me. Like, there is no purpose for you. None. And some something that I was listening to on a podcast was- focusing on what we want. Ooh, my almost got a Charlie horse. Holy shit. Ooh, um, that's <laughs> a pickle. That's a fucking pickle. Um, focus on what we do want and not what we don't want. And I think it, it seems so simple and it's not because it's hard to do, but it's like we fixate so much out of fear of failing on what we don't want that we put so much energy towards it that we almost like create it. And Uh, the podcast said practice believing and the harder you believe the less hustle you have to do because you'll be more calm and you're just waiting for something to arrive or happen so like 
this mentality because we've had so many instances where negative self-talk comes up or self-doubt or whatever it's like if we were so deeply instilled in like whatever way you want to put it but like knowing like I'm gonna win no matter what I'm gonna do x y and z no matter what like you have to work less hard to push those things away because that fear isn't coming in um and something that really stood out to me was that our brains look for evidence as to why something is impossible so they try and like they try to go back to your old model of thinking so even if you've gotten better at navigating negative self-talk and so have I like our brains still go back to what we're quote unquote comfortable with, which is negative self-talk, even if it feels uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's so fascinating. And I don't know, it's like, it's interesting because we really do have to work hard towards it, which is why I think so many people say stuck is because we have to literally make an effort to prove it untrue with every single thing that we have. Yeah. Wow. And it's really fucking hard. (laughs) Yeah. It's really hard. It's really hard. And it, it, it's funny too, because my um, horoscope for last week, coming back to the astrology, was about um, filling your cup mm-hmm. and something of that imagery of just like filling up your cup so much that like you just allow like your life to flow. Mm-hmm. That like the cup is so full that it is overflowing and that like, just like let it flow. Like if we are, if we are truly full, like within just ourselves, then we can like, you know, let our life flow as it's meant to Mm -hmm. and for some reason that imagery just feels very freeing to me because it's because I feel like if you're just like letting it flow it's like there's not that negative self-talk you're not pushing so hard to make something like happen you know it's you're becoming more of a magnet for it versus muscling it or muscling away the negative self-talk or you know whatever it may be so that imagery was something I aspire to definitely yeah and I think it's it's just really powerful like it's it's really powerful overall because not only are you not muscling it and like trying to I don't know how to explain what I'm gonna say but it makes so much sense I think what we run into is like the level of expectations that we set and I think that whether we want to admit it or not but if we're real with ourselves a lot of what we do is for a desired outcome for a desired result whether it's being a famous tv star or whether it's being the best most confidence fittest version of myself like these things like we do it for a result and it's interesting because when we do something like for the sake of flow for the sake of filling yourself up and that being the sole purpose the level of pressure is far different than when you're like, this is to get to this goal. And goals are beautiful. Goals are- Or I need this one thing. Yes. Because that one thing might not be meant for you. You don't know. There might be a better thing in the next door. Like, Totally, yeah. And I, I think I realize now more than ever that like, it doesn't have to be. I think we attribute pressure to like this one big intense thing where I think sometimes the level of pressure that we feel can be a little like, compilation of a bunch of little pressures right like Mm. a little comment that someone said a little thing that I don't know someone in your acting class said to you that you misinterpreted or something that like someone commented about the way that I look that added a little pressure like all these little things can pile up into something without us realizing Mm. and I love 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 what you said about flow because I think that that focuses more on filling ourselves up and really cultivating habits that fill us if nothing were to ever change beyond the way that we feel. Exactly. 
Yep. Yeah. And it's, and it, you know, that mean, let it flow, filling up your cup to me, that means showing up every day, doing the work, doing what you need to do, filling your life with things that are fulfilling and joyous and abundant and let it, because you are doing all of that, letting the rest flow and not putting so much pressure on one thing or achieving one thing or making someone feel a certain way about you or a thing or you know and just like letting it flow because what we what we have learned I think the most this year is that what is meant for you won't pass you Mm -hmm. if you're showing up every day totally yeah and just being intentional about like where our thoughts are with those things because it's so easy to convince ourselves. Like even I had to be real with myself today and and say, you know, aspects of where I noticed I was tying a lot of expectation on desired results Mm. because validation feels good. Like getting any sort of result. Oh my God. Yeah. Validation rocks. It rocks. And like, I just had to be honest with myself about how can I really level up in certain aspects of life but not add so much worth that if something were to be taken away from me that I wouldn't be nothing and a great example of that for me is like and the person that I'm working with reminded me she was like don't forget like there was a point where you fell off the treadmill and couldn't exercise for a while so it's beautiful that you love exercise so much it's beautiful that you fill a lot of your days with it but don't forget who you are without that piece because if something were to happen to you tomorrow you know, knocking on wood, don't want that for you. But if something were to happen, who will you be? What will you do? How will you fill your life? Yes. Wow. Very important. Super important. So I encourage anyone that's listening right now to genuinely identify where, how you're filling your cup now. If it's in no ways, definitely find ways to. And making sure that whichever ways that they are, if those things were to be taken away from your life, that there's not all of this energy tied into it where you would feel lost mm-hmm. yeah important wow okay so we need to get on to our other topic <laughs> we do we do it's been a while see our flame it's been it's a while just- we our flame is just a growing we just needed to light our flame also you know you're an aquarius and i'm a leo you're an air sign and i'm a fire sign like we feed each other i have to say that it's confusing to me that i'm an air sign because the like root of the word Aquarius is water, pretty sure. Like, no, you're just thinking of like aqua. I am, huh? Not the same. I guess in Spanish too. Okay, anyway, continue. What's in, What's in it in Spanish? Well, agua is water. Right. Yes, it does seem like a water type sign, but it's not. You're an air it's sign. not, says the astrologist. No, you're not. You're an air sign. Okay. Okay, I accept it. Anyway, to our topic. Anyway, to our topic. Um, don't worry if you want to come to my astrology class. I'll be teaching it um, wherever and whoever wants to listen because I can talk about it all day. <laughs> um, okay. Hot Girl Summer Series Part 2. Social anxiety slash doing things that you want to do slash feel like you need to do slash put, doing things that maybe make you uncomfortable. Love. Love, love. You, you had an original thought. 
Yes. It was just really about discomfort. We actually had one of our listeners who's a super, super loyal listener ask about how to get comfortable and confident with going out of your comfort zone. And it just made me think a lot about discomfort because I've been thinking about that topic in general a lot um, because I've been filling my brain with certain things because I think a lot of times growth exists when we get out of our comfort zone, right? A lot of times showing yourself what you're capable of can be one of the greatest thrills in the world and moving like we have a choice to either move towards what we want or away from it. And I don't think that we should put that much worth in every single moment, of course, but Mm -hmm. um, this show that I was listening to, I've listened to a lot of podcasts said that discomfort is the currency for your dreams. And I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) Yup. And it's like so weird to think about because obviously nobody likes to feel uncomfortable. But when you really put it into perspective, it's like, I'm going to feel uncomfortable either way, because if I don't make a choice to align with what I want, I'm going to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. If I do the hard thing, I'm also going to be uncomfortable, but it's going to put me closer towards where I want to be, or I'm going to learn something. Mm-hmm. Um, so really saying that looking for the discomfort is actually paving the way to where you want to go. And the better that you get at getting uncomfortable, the better that you get at literally everything in your life. And a lot of times we're afraid of embracing discomfort, but really what's on the other side of that is, you know, could be life-changing. So it's just a very interesting concept in general. And just wanted to validate that any of our listeners, including the one that asked this question, like there's no shame in being afraid to get out of your comfort zone because everybody experiences that, but that there's a lot of beauty when you do. And I don't think that you should set up the expectation to be confident about the discomfort every second, every step of the way, because I don't think that's realistic. Um, but just embracing the possibility that those steps might really get you closer to where you want to go. Yeah, I think that's really, really important. I think, you know, being being uncomfortable, I think the fear most of the time is that, you know, you're putting yourself somewhere new or different or territory that you haven't explored before. So that's scary because you might fail or you might get lost or, you know, whatever the, the negative of that may be. But I always think like, okay, I can go down this path and I may get lost and I may fail and I may get some scrapes or bruises or whatever. But if I don't go down this path, then I definitely fail. Yeah. You no, know, cause I can go down and I could fail or I could find a beautiful new land that I have never explored yet that's full with like amazing beautiful things so so I have two options on that path but the path of just not putting myself in the uncomfortable situation means that there's that there's no opportunity for the possible beautiful outcome I always try to think of that when I'm like choosing whether to do something uncomfortable or not I always try to think of of that because if you don't if you don't go down the uncomfortable path and you definitely don't have the opportunity to reap the benefit totally and I think we can have obviously the emotion of feeling uncomfortable is uncomfortable so I think we often tie ourselves to the moment and the emotion that it produces in the moment where something that's been like helpful for me is like literally asking what would my future self thank me for mm-hmm. and the reason for that is because I think more times than not, the answer would be like, my future self would want me to try and see what the outcome is versus, you know, always wondering what would have happened if you tried. Mm-hmm. And I think it just takes you out of like either fixating on the past or worrying about what is going to happen. 
and really allows you to focus on like, I don't know, like look ahead, you know, be more focused on the future version of you. And it's about a lot of people, I know you and I specifically spoke, and maybe we spoke about it with the previous guest too, about like having evidence of you having successfully accomplished something or not in the past. Say it. I remember what I was going to say. It's, it's, it's exactly that. But on the opposite end of like what we talked about, I feel like a couple episodes ago, that if you if you do something uncomfortable and you do fail, you know how to get back up. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the most important thing of like, okay, I, I might put myself in this uncomfortable situation. It might not work out. But if it doesn't, at least I gave myself the opportunity that it might. And if it doesn't, I'll be okay. Like I know how to get back up. And I think, I just think that that is like such, that is such a, when, when it goes back to comfort of like, when we retreat to our comfort, like that, that can be its own new comfort of knowing that, like, no matter what you do know how to get back up, think about all the times in your life in the past where you have failed or you've been heartbroken, or you thought you would never get out of a certain state of mind or being you have, you're here you've come past that you have the evidence that you've done it so you can definitely do it again and do it even better because you've already done it once before even if it's a little bit of a different situation you have the same tools totally yeah and I think that's really why it's so important to practice it like it's going to be the hardest the first time it's going to be harder in certain situations that you feel less equipped for but Mm -hmm. the more and more that you do it the better you become at choosing discomfort because you know what's waiting for you something an answer is waiting for you on the other side whether it's the one you expected or one that you didn't but it's something and it always gives you an extra layer than you knew before so I think that's such a good thing to say and I think also on the same thing the quote no wrong choices are made when you're willing to be a student of the outcome Mm -hmm. it's so true it really is and not ever having done something before isn't a reason to not do it now not having evidence that you've successfully achieved something in the past also isn't a reason not to go for it now mm-hmm. I, I i the and the piece about confidence and that this really ties into this other piece uh, that has been on my mind about doing things that you want to do versus doing things that you think you should do because when, you, when you're going to put yourself into an uncomfortable situation, whatever that may be, whether it's trying a new relationship or going to a place you've never been or going to a party that maybe you, you know, you didn't, you, you've never been with those people before or as small as putting on a bathing suit and going to the beach or whatever it is that like kind of is in the ether of, of these things. I think what's important to ask yourself is like, am I putting myself in this uncomfortable situation for me? Because it's what I want to do because there is a possible outcome that, that I personally want to achieve, or am I putting myself in this uncomfortable situation because someone else is making me feel like I should do it. Mm. And I think that when you are putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation, because you really do want to find out what is on the other side of it, whether it's a lesson or a new opportunity, you show up confidently doing that, even if you're scared, you know, because you really do want to do it for you. But I think if you're putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation, because 
you feel like that's what you're supposed to do because someone made you feel like that's what you're supposed to do or because Instagram's made you feel like that's what you're supposed to do, then like that's when you're not showing up confidently because you actually don't want to do it and that's okay. And I think what's been on my mind so much of like, is like, what are the choices that I'm making or people are making because I or they really want to do it or because I or they feel like it's something that they should do to either impress someone or come off with a certain persona or look a certain way on social media. And I think that that, I don't know, that's just been really on my mind. Yeah. Do you mind? And obviously feel free to answer or not answer based on your level of comfort. But is there like a, like what specific things pertaining to you? Like what's, what are you questioning within yourself of like, what am I doing for myself or other people? If that's shareable, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think um, there's two things. Yeah. One thing is with like the going out post quarantine, obviously like people are going out now, there's parties, there's restaurants, there's bars, we can go out a lot freer where if you're vaccinated, um, which we are, things are really opening up and there's this opportunity to be really social again, which is lovely, personally, I think. But I think there, I've seen on social media, a lot of people going like balls to the wall. And I just have been curious of like, do you actually want to go that balls to the wall? Or like, are you going out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, because you feel like you have to because other people on social media are doing it, or because you feel like you need to make up for lost time, quote unquote, from the year that we lost in quarantine. So I've just been very curious about that for other people. And it's made me think about myself, like, am I going out or staying in because I want to, or am I going out or staying in because I feel like I should? And I think it goes for both the both options. Like, am I going out because I want to go out? Or am I going out because I feel like it's what I should be doing since things are open now? Or am I staying in because I want to stay in? Or am I staying in because I'm having social anxiety or, you know, fear about certain thing or being uncomfortable? And like really asking yourself both ways, like what do you actually want to do? Um, And just being honest with yourself about what that is, because like, and sometimes, yeah, sometimes you push yourself to do one or the other and, you know, it could work out to be a good option. But I've, I think at first I felt like, oh shit, like I need to go out all the time and like do all this stuff now because everyone's doing it. And if I'm not doing it, then like, am I a loser? Am I missing out? Am I not living my life to the fullest? And then I realized like, oh no, I'll go out when I want to go out, which is a couple times a week. And I'll stay in when I want to stay in, which is a couple times a week. And that works for me. And I'm doing, making those choices day to day based on what I want to do versus what I feel like I should do. But I think at first, when things first started opening back up, I was having a little bit of a dilemma of, of like, well, what, what do I want to do? You know, do I want to stay in or am I just having social anxiety? Like, or do I want to go out or am I just going out? Cause I feel like I should go out to dinner because the 10 past Instagram stories that I just saw where people are out to dinner like you know I do I do and I'm do you feel and I'm asking this because I actually asked this on one of our polls the other week and it's just interesting to me how everyone's because I know there's more to people's just like yes or no answer but do you feel like when you do go out do you feel like you need to post about it on social media um 
I feel like I, I think at first, maybe like right in the beginning of going out, maybe now I don't, I do feel like, um, I like to post on social media when I'm wearing a cute outfit because I love clothes. And when I have a cute outfit on, I do feel like a little, like I must take a picture of this cute outfit. But I think that that is for me, like, because I like my cute outfit, but, um, no, I don't feel like I need to show to the world mm-hmm. what I'm doing most of the time. Absolutely. No, and I'm, I was curious just because I feel like a lot of people on our polls, were, and this is not to, to say that what you're saying is not relatable because I think it yeah, is, yeah. but um, I think a lot of people like shared or wrote, clicked a fucking button, that's it. Um, but people yeah. clicked a button that like demonstrated there's this pressure of like, having to post something right and I guess I guess the the reasoning behind it could be different for everyone like I know for myself for example I literally just went on vacation last week right and I could have not posted on social media at all like that could have been a choice again I think depending on where I'm posting and stuff which in itself is interesting um we don't have to get all into that but like I know that this one account that I have that's focused a little bit more on mental health and physical health and whatever like I know that when I'm posting on there, I really have the intention of helping other people mm-hmm. sharing that are relatable. Same thing goes for our podcast page, whereas I have a personal Instagram. And when I post on there, like it's interesting as to when I choose to post on my other, on, on which account I choose to post on. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes I have to ask myself, like, what, what is the reason? Like, why am I choosing to post this here versus here? Right. And sometimes it could be as simple as like, well, most people that know me follow me here. And this is like, this situation and and you know this other image would go well with the caption about how to align with your highest self I don't know but I do feel like um just to be honest and just something I'm coming up with now like I felt because I was on vacation that I needed to take pictures and trust me I wanted them for the memories I love them I wanted to remember the moments but I did feel like to an extent on my personal account that is that I had to share I don't know how to really word it, to be honest. I'm processing it in this moment. But I felt like I had to share, even if I could have just kept the images to myself, I felt the need to show how it was going. And the feelings were authentic. Like, I felt true joy. You know, I wasn't like, hey, laugh with me. Like, um, I felt true joy. And it was very authentic in the sense of, like, my experience. Like, I would say it, it accurately captured my experience. But I think for me, I do sometimes feel pressured to show people that like I am good and well. And um, I don't think it's like particularly with the intention of being shallow, but I think it's just like a pressure that we come against sometimes. Oh, yeah. I think everyone does come up against that in some way. It does make me wonder or want to question like, so, you know, I know you didn't feel this way about your vacation, but let's say it's someone that's like at a party and they're feeling like they need to post an Instagram story that they're at this party. So like, are you at the party so that you can post the Instagram or are you at the party because you really want to be at the party and enjoy yourself? You know, like it makes me think about that. And it could be both. Like it could be like you are, you want to be at the party and you want to post about it. Like, that's amazing. Like, a hundred percent we all love to pose on Instagram we all love to show what we're doing we all love to like look amazing like it's it totally ingrained in us now it's just a second hand nature kind of of like who we are so if it's both great but if you're only doing it for the social media post that's what makes me question 
you know, that's what makes me want to question myself. You mm-hmm. know, if I'm doing something just for the social media post, why am I doing it? You know, but if I'm doing something and I want to post on social media, heck yeah. Yeah. And it's like a hard line, honestly, because I think it's easy to convince ourselves of either way if like we're not being honest with ourselves because I could very well, I'm not sure. Like I think I would I would love to say that I don't post on social media for validation, but like I think to an extent I do. Like yes. I think I do because- Right, I want to post my cute outfit because I want other people to see my cute outfit and think it's cute. Yeah. And it's, I'm like, I don't know why I'm so confused about this. Like it's, it's such a simple it's, thing. No, it's, I think it's quite existential. Yeah. Right. Okay. It is. Bad. Yeah. Because a piece of it is like, I'm thinking about this random example. Like I, Chris, I want to say, and it took two seconds, but on our trip, like he took pictures of me in different outfits. Every and you spot. looked amazing. Thank you. My gosh. And like at different points of just me, we took so many pictures ourselves. And then every so often I'd be like, can you take a picture of me here? And then I thought, and I saved them up for my balance with Brenda page, but still like, it's interesting that like, sometimes we post in the exact moment and other times we save a post for a day when we need validation. I don't know if you've ever Mm -hmm. done that, but I totally have. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've done that. And And the day that I'm feeling sad, pull up an old picture to get some validation. hundred thousand percent. Like what? And I, I, I think that when, keep, yeah, keep no, no, I was just gonna say, I know people like joke about it when they're like, when I took the picture and it's like you in like a ball gown with a, with an, uh, a wing liner. And then it's like when you're posting it and it's like mascara on your nostrils, like you look like totally not like the picture. Right. And it's just interesting that we, that we do that. <laughs> yeah. And I think I, that, that's why I've been trying to ask myself those questions more because I don't think that there is anything wrong with like wanting to post on social media when you feel good when you that in a, like let's say you took a picture let's say you wanted to take a picture to post on social media I do that all the time hey Brenda can you take this picture of me for yeah. my Instagram a hundred percent I don't think there's anything wrong with that so I don't want anyone to think that that's what I'm saying because I do that I think you should do that like if you're feeling good if you're looking good take a million pictures post them all all over the internet I will hype you up absolutely I don't think there's anything you're wrong you're a, good hyper. <laughs> you're a good hyper I don't think there's anything wrong with that I don't think that there and I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting outside validation I think the problem comes when we need it Mm. or when how do I phrase this other thing yeah I think that I think the problem comes when we need it versus when we want it totally yeah that's so interesting and I wonder if like some of it has been um heightened because I know for myself like I spend I spend a majority of my time in like workout clothes and stuff like that and like without makeup and whatever and you know obviously makeup and different clothing and all that stuff only has an opportunity to enhance our beauty right we are beautiful and worthy and all the things without it but I wonder if because we've spent more time than we're used to over the past year like in Mm. a different way of of yeah in a different aesthetic if you will that like we feel this need to prove because I like the question I want to ask myself is when I when I'm posting these things who am I actually posting it for and what am I trying to prove you know like because it's it's very just like you know it's literally a click of a damn button even if I'm posting something valuable like who who am I posting it for? And what am I trying to prove? Even when I'm posting things that 
are with the intention of helping someone else, I notice myself justifying like I am well and good. Not in a like cocky way, but in a like, don't worry though, guys, like everything that you are validating right now has been achieved in a very balanced way. Like, I don't know how to describe it. It's very interesting. Yeah, I think, I think I totally agree with you. I think the, I definitely feel that way that like, because I spend so spend and have so spent so much time in like work of clothes and no makeup. Like when I put on a cute outfit, when I put on makeup, like I feel really great. And like, so I want to take a picture and I want to post it. To me, that feels okay. And like, also if you're, because, because I want to post it for me because I feel good, but also like, let's say like, let's say you want to take a hot picture because there's like some guy you're trying to get their attention and you want to impress. That's fine too. As long as if you don't get the likes from, you know, the, as long as you don't get, you know, need 200 likes to feel good. Or as long as you don't need the like from that guy that you're trying to post for, as long as you still feel good, then shine your brightest. I think the problem is, is like, I'm posting because I need a certain amount of likes to feel good instead of I'm posting because I feel good and likes also feel good. You know, like I, I, I think that's where I try to, you know, assess myself because like, yeah, if you are in a hot ass outfit and there's some guy that you're trying to get his attention, yes, absolutely post the hot ass picture. But if he doesn't like it, or if he doesn't DM you, you're still fucking hot and you should still feel fucking hot. Totally. Yeah. That's an interesting, like, way of of sharing about it and stuff because it's so true and I think a lot of times like not for nothing maybe someone's intentionally not liking your picture and whatever but I think it's like we attribute so much more meaning to things than there are sometimes and often it's like our own fears and insecurities projecting onto that like the guy that you're trying to impress could have very well not even fucking seen your picture like he literally it could have not come up yeah I could have I never see Brenda's pictures I have to search Brenda's account to see her pictures and I comment and like her shit all the time it makes no sense it makes no sense so like there's that possibility and you think I just don't like your photos when I don't like them because to be honest I don't like don't get I don't get um Instagram notifications yeah neither do I so like I don't really see unless I'm like intentionally looking pro tip turn off your Instagram notifications your life will be better pro tip no actually pro tip honestly sometimes it can work against you because then you just check more often because you're not being notified sometimes you'll just check anyway which I come up against but it it is weird because it's like there could be other factors like, like going on as well like they could not have seen it but something in particular that I attribute meaning to is like what is the difference between because I don't think likes impact me a deep amount from day to day in terms of like the number itself like I'm not like oh over a hundred I'm amazing like no but the thing that gets me is the reasoning behind it so for me it's either like oh do a lot of people not find this to be relatable oh are a lot of people not interested in that Mm -hmm. oh did I come off as shallow or something in terms of my personal Instagram is I recently posted oh this is like really vulnerable but I recently posted um, a picture of me and Chris on vacation and I haven't really I don't know I feel like I don't really post things in like a bathing suit or whatever for a lot of different reasons like it just hasn't been my norm and I think that's why people when I do post stuff like that are like huh that's like unlike her that's whatever out of character but then it's like sometimes you attribute a deeper meaning to things because you're like oh shoot what made this picture get 400 likes and then a picture of me and my fucking dog get like not that you know (laughs) right yeah no it is interesting it is interesting 
Yeah, like we can, like eliminate the word interesting from our vocabulary because we're I terrible. Think- we use that word so much. Cancel us. <laughs> but I mean, the, it just goes to say that Brenda and I are figuring this out with you. Like we're yeah. along this journey with you. We do not have the answers. Like just talking about these twenties things that are especially coming up around this time, being post Q and around, you know, the summer. Totally. It is- yeah. And, and, and the truth of it is, is that it, even if we do ask ourselves the questions, even if we do have a lot of internal validation, if we're filling our cups and whatnot, and really doing things for us, sometimes you're going to have a day when you post a picture because you were feeling really good and you loved your outfit and you felt great and you don't get a lot of likes on it. And the next day, like you might feel shitty that you didn't get a lot of likes on it. And like, it's okay. You know, like, it, it's just, we're so conditioned to it. And I think it just the thing that I'm trying to work on is like just doing, doing really when it comes to both posting on Instagram, when it comes to staying in or going out or making decisions or do putting myself in uncomfortable situations. I think the thing I'm really trying to work on is doing really what I want to do. Absolutely. I think for a lot of time and a lot of times I do things to make other people feel comfortable or not upset or disrupt other people. And I really am trying to understand that, and this is like the whole Glennon Doyle thing. Sometimes when you choose you, other people aren't going to like it. Absolutely. Yeah. But that's the journey that I have really decided to try to go down in within the past, honestly, just within the past couple weeks. Yeah, no, I've been, I've really, really been diving into the whole like people pleasing type of thing. Cause so much can be misinterpreted and mistaken for not that when like in reality it is rooted in what we, not even what we know for a fact that other people think, but what we think other people may think. Like I had this whole <laughs> instance with someone the other day And I was, I didn't directly say I'm sorry or whatever, but my tone, my language was apologetic in nature. And she was honest with me. And she said, I have to like share with you. I hope you recognize I'm not upset with you. I feel your tone is being apologetic. And that to me says that you thought I was feeling a certain way when in reality, I was thinking something totally different. Like when in reality, I entirely projected onto someone else the thoughts that I thought they were having and I was wrong. Oh, don't we do that all the time? We do. I called Brenda the other day, like crying about a situation because of something I thought somebody was going to think and it was the complete opposite. Yeah, and I feel like it's honestly so, like it puts us in such a shitty position because then we end up like honestly limiting ourselves, limiting our lives, hurting ourselves emotionally because we're so stuck on certain thoughts when like people very well could most likely not even be thinking what you think they might think. So anyways, I think both of us are on an ever continuing, ever evolving journey of being like, shit, that's a people-pleasing tendency I have coming up. That's me shrinking aspects of myself to make someone else who are more comfortable. That's me convincing myself that I want this when in reality, I'm doing it for someone else, whether they told me they want it or whether I think they want it. And it's just really, it's really fascinating. So for anyone that is still uncovering the people-pleasing things, I know that we share endless tips and tricks that hopefully help you guys navigate through your 20s, but there are aspects of those things that we're still navigating ourselves. Yeah. 
So we got fairly, I feel like more specific than usual in terms of this stuff. Cause I feel like more and more people tell us the more specific we get, the more impacted they are. I love it. Yeah. yeah. I just, and I think what I, if I can like culminate this as the takeaway is do things for you, do the things that you want to do for you. Those things might be uncomfortable. They might make you feel uncomfortable. They might make other people feel uncomfortable, but go down the path of really doing what you want to do. Yeah, definitely. And that all starts with asking yourself literally those questions. Is this really what I want to be doing? Why am I doing this? Who am I doing it for? And if the answer is you, cool. And of course, are there going to be times where we're going to do things for other people like selflessly? Of course. And it's a choice, but there's a difference between wanting to do something for someone. There's a difference between me making the choice to walk around the block and, and, and whatever versus like, Julia's not going to be my friend if I don't walk ghost around the block. Very random example. Random example, but we love it. She does walk ghost around the block often. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so hopefully this was helpful for you guys. Hopefully you're enjoying the hot girl summer vibes type of thing and remember it doesn't have to be just that it can be a healthy girl summer a authentic girl summer a aligned girl summer it could be literally anything um but at the end of the day we're with you yeah we're so with you we're figuring it out if you want to go to that party go to that party if you want to stay home stay home if you want to post the bathing suit picture post it if you don't want to post it don't post it if you want to go on a date with that guy go on the date with that guy if you don't want to go on the date with that guy don't on the day with that guy I just feel like like the hottest version of ourselves is the authentic version of ourselves so 100% do do what you want to do for you yes heck yes heck yes and And it might be uncomfortable but it's okay oh it is okay it's probably going to be uncomfortable honestly anything that feels out of your norm will likely be uncomfortable but we're making uncomfortable choices with you for the sake of our growth for the sake of our yes and while we're at it you know align with uh being the best podcast listener in the whole damn world and leave us a review on apple podcast oh my god that would be something that you are choosing to do for people you love aka me and brenda you're (laughs) choosing to do that for us we appreciate it leave us a review leave us a rating share these episodes on your stories share them with your friends and your family and remember you, you are at 10, 10 out of 10, 10 baby. <laughs> A little slow, but we kind of did it together. Kind of. Improve. Okay, goodbye, everybody. Bye, everyone. You're hot and amazing and beautiful in every single way inside and out. XOXO. XOXO. Thanks for listening to Roaring 20s Podcast. Be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and please subscribe. You're never alone. Our pride sticks together. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Roaring 20s Podcast. Get to start your week with us and end your week with us. With love, Brenda and Julia. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.